0: Welcome to History 21, the podcast, a production of the Anoka County Historical Society, sharing the stories and audio journeys from our county's past and present.
1: Good morning, Sarah. Hello, Rebecca. How are you? I am much better. The barometrics have gone up in this world.
0: Oh, my word. I looked outside and I saw the snow and I closed the curtain. (laughs) I couldn't handle it.
1: Our barn cats had been rolling around in the ground and coming in with muddy paws and they were stretched and they were just all lovely. And then all of a sudden I went out to feed them on Sunday morning and they literally four of them lined up and they looked at me and it was WTF woman. (laughs) And it just, the look on their face was palpable. It was awful. The cows didn't mind it quite so much, but the cats.
0: And scraping off my car again, <laughs> but I couldn't get all of it from the roof. And so after it warmed up for a little bit, I was driving it a couple of hours, of hours later and I hit the brakes and I could hear all of the stuff that I couldn't get on the roof go, and then completely blind my windshield. I did the exact same thing, ironically. The things that only Minnesota people would know. Exactly. The ways those little pieces kind of show up in the collection. I know we have a couple of like farmers weather diaries where, you know, it's just the calendar where they write what the weather was Mm -hmm. on the day. Yep. Nothing else is going on. Just the weather. Weather is very important.
1: (laughs) You know what else is very important? What? Knowing how we do things around the museum. It's a little bit of a mystery to the non-initiated folks. And we, to quote you, we do it so well that we make it look easy. So you never see the backstory of
0: all of the detail and the hard work and the frustration sometimes that go into creating our programs or creating our exhibits. Today's episode ties very well into that.
1: What sausage are we making?
0: (laughs) We have cemetery tours coming up, and they don't just magically appear. they have been taking a lot of work. And so Daryl, Lawrence, and I sat down and had a conversation all about the sausage making of the cemetery tours.
1: Or tea making, coffee making, carrot all peeling. Of, all of the above. <laughs> Shall we dig into Mr. Daryl, the board member, who you've heard before on the podcast and you yes we shall hello daryl
2: hey sarah how's it going
0: it's all right we are in the middle of preparing for a much anticipated comeback of a program
2: we are i think that this is something that we've looked at for a couple years at this point and now is the perfect time to bring it back after two decades
0: well the cemetery tours
2: yeah and I, they, they've they been in um cold storage for a while so a little bit
0: i looked yeah. back into it i was pulling together all of the old files that we had and creating just an overview we started cemetery tours in 2002 and we did about three a year until 2016 and it was just too much to try to do the ghost tours and the cemetery tours in the fall at the same time. So they've been on hiatus since yeah.
2: then. Yeah, so it's been seven years then that we haven't had them. And the because I, I have the same uh, file access that you do in <laughs> terms of looking at them, we used to bounce around a lot. I mean, it was a a rotation, and it got to be, like you said, just too much.
0: The goal was to hit every single cemetery in the county. There are over 30 of them.
2: Where is all of this data coming from?
0: Well, collections and people's memory. Oh, We're headed to, well, the first cemetery tour we're headed to is Glen Carey. So we've been delving into what do the collections here at Yanoka County Historical Society have about Glen Carey Church, its cemetery, and the people that were instrumental in starting it and then buried there.
2: Yeah, and Glen Carey, in case people don't know, is located in Ham Lake, and um, Glen Carey itself used to be its own community, so uh, it was a little community named glen that's how the church got its name and eventually it was absorbed into hamlake um but i think it was back in the 1870s is when the church was started um please correct me if i'm wrong i am going off of memory um and this is where that little community formed and that's where we got a church and the cemetery that we'll be visiting the history I think is fairly well documented, thanks to the history of Anoka County that the historical society put out oh four decades ago at this point. Um, but we had the great advantage of having a lot of folks still around that could contribute to that book. And in that Ham Lake chapter, there are lots of mentions. So history is always a puzzle that you're putting together. And we as call going, that
0: book the Brown Book.
2: Yes. I have two personal copies myself. Um, and as you're going through, you'll just get a mention under someone's biography that they did such and such with Glen Carey. So when it comes to constructing a, a script, because we do work off a script for a cemetery tours, we have to structure ourselves, otherwise we'll spend all day there. You draw little pieces out and plug them in about the people that we're going to visit and talk about.
0: Yeah, and... Figuring out all of the connections between these people who moved to Hamlake and started this church, you were right, in 1873, 1870, 1873. And they were farmers. And then I learned about the person that started the rural mail delivery. And that was another connection of community, or the person that was a school teacher for 17 years, and the midwife who delivered all of the babies. And suddenly this picture is forming of this really vibrant community all centered around the church.
2: Yeah, and the old Glen Carry Church was around for quite a while. Um, so the um, there's a monument now to the old church and giving a lot of the history as well, which is another great thing about cemeteries. They give us hard data. So those will give us typically the birth date and the date of death for someone um and the church has a similar thing where there is a monument describing what the church was and how it was founded and where it sat originally
0: i love telling all of those stories and even just figuring out who should go on the tour is a component of how to build a cemetery tour i know you have a personal connection to the cemetery
2: don't so you? I do. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of my ancestors that are buried there. I have two great great grandmothers that are there, a great great grandfather, a step great great grandfather, um, and a, a lot of uh, great something removed aunts and uncles. So um, these are people that I and my family research have come across and written a little bit about sometimes in the newsletter for the historical society, sometimes in my own private writings. And it's interesting that the cemetery tours give me the ability to tell some of their stories because they weren't in the original script. I'm really happy that I have the information where we can tell some of their stories now. It's really exciting. Um, And unfortunately, it's a really weird thing with Glen Cary. And I ran across this when I was researching that... The church records were stolen in the 1970s. So it, as we're going through, and you and I are editing specifically the Glen Carey, there's well, the church doesn't have information on this. That's because the records are gone. Someone broke into the church and no. oddly took the records. They're gone. So um it's a a wall I ran up against when I was doing my own research, and it does impact how we can tell stories where we don't have information at the historical society, a lot of times you can go, if it's a church, you can go to the church records and maybe it'll help you color in some of those things that you're missing. But in this case, we can't.
0: That's so interesting. I hadn't heard that piece of information. Uh, Things that you realize three quarters of the way through researching something or the resource you find uh, when you're almost done, you're like, I wish I would have had that piece. At the beginning of this process, uh, I was helping a researcher in the building just a couple of days ago, and we were looking at the microfilms together, the microfilm roles, and I realized that we have a microfilm role about Glenn Carey. I am now interested in seeing what pieces of those records are on microfilm.
2: Oh, listeners, you are seeing history in action right it- now. If we you want,
0: I can go grab the the three-ring binder. <laughs> it has more information on what is contained in this microfilm.
2: Yeah, so I I think that's interesting as we go through and develop because then we can also help out our host site as well. So let um, me
0: pause for just a second. I'm yeah. gonna run and get it. I'm too okay. excited. I want to see what it is. And with the magic of editing, I have returned. <laughs> microfilm roll number 54 has. A history of the church from 1870 to 1967. I've been looking at that. Uh, The centennial booklet. You have that. The original constitution in Norwegian.
2: Important.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The clerk's book in Norwegian. But apparently there's a translation later in the film. Baptisms from 1871 through different years perhaps up to the 1970s i don't know it's unclear english translation of that clerk book ministerial log 1876 mostly in norwegian some baptisms marriages things like that it's just enough to tease to be like
2: oh i know you need to get that out yeah so we might want to compare notes to see what the church may have and um be able to share information with them because that's what historical society is all about is being able to share information and help people out
0: so in researching and putting these things together other things that we think about is the route that we're going to take in the cemetery
2: yeah so how are we going to move 20 people from one place to another and tell a logical story about everyone, well, not zigzagging through and backtracking a lot.
0: Or getting lost. Yes. This is my greatest fear of being in the cemetery with 20 people following on behind. And you're like, wait a second, where's Halvor?
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, a lot of thought goes into just the logistical portion. Um, of where we're doing it, how we do it, uh, where people park, and everything like that. Some of the stories I'm going to tell relate to the collections as well. So um, the Anoka County Historical Society got a grant through the legacy funds with the state of Minnesota to digitize the Olson family collection. So we'll be able to visit, for example, Pearl Olson, who made my grandmother's quilt when my grandma was born. So um, that's something that we have photographed and we'll be going into our digital archives in the next six months or so, that um, this quilt was made by someone that we'll be visiting on a tour.
0: And I just met a a woman whose grandparents, great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents are uh, buried there as well. So she was telling me all of the stories about Elsie about and Elder, Opum. Oh, fun. And their world travels. Like, how they took a train trip from basically South Africa all the way up to Egypt, wow. to Cairo. And you really get to know them as people, even though they've been dead five years 100 years.
2: Yeah. The stories that we're able to tell are really the focus of what the cemetery cemetery tours are all about. That we want to tell who these people were, that they're not just a headstone, that they lived really full lives and they had adventures and they also had hardships. They're people just like us. This is a way for us to honor their memory but also talk about history of the county and where people played a part in the creation of, like you mentioned, the communities. And it gives us the the connection that I think we sometimes lack when we're just reading about something. It's a great opportunity that I think is similar in some regards to our ghost tours that we have every fall. Sarah, tell me what the similarities are and how these differ from our annual ghost tours.
0: Uh uh-huh. They're similar in some senses. It's a group of about 20 people following a tour guide. Uh, We're very much interested in the facts and the history, but you know, putting it in a language that is fun and accessible moving around. But the difference is like the ghost tours kind of about paranormal things while the cemetery tours are really about the people. Uh, We're in both cases, weaving in the histories and the context are about a neighborhood and about a community so while the ghost tours are history and mystery uh for the cemetery tours it's really history and community yeah people
2: wonderful It really is a different experience that would still be right up people's alleys if they've been on our ghost tours before.
0: And of course, sharing our favorite finds. Yes. Things like the, the Glen Carey church. Did you know this? The controversy in their very first years.
2: Was it the language controversy? It was. So they were
0: uh, Sweden and Norway had a, a difficult relationship as countries. I it may have gone into a rabbit hole about
2: that. I yes, and that. Norway wasn't even a country at this point. No. So Norway was not a country until... Ooh, oh no. I have a degree in Scandinavian studies and it's not even coming off the top of my head. Um, it's 1905, I believe. So, so
0: all these immigrants are coming and they're being pushed together as Scandinavians, the Swedes and the Nor- Norwegians all together in one church. And then suddenly there's a conflict over what language should we actually be speaking? And they couldn't agree. And
2: the church split. Yeah. And that's why you have two cemeteries in Ham Lake. You have Glen Carey, And then you have the um, cemetery that was connected to the Swedish church, which is a bit further down. It's off of Crosstown and Highway 65.
0: I love tripping over those things and understanding the reasons behind what may have led into that, that we can see from over a hundred years out.
2: Yeah. Hence why all the records are originally in Norwegian for Glen Carey. True. True.
0: (laughs) I was thinking that for each of the cemetery tours, we need a bingo card (laughs) for the people following along. Yeah. For all of the things that might be showing up. If you see an angel on a a gravestone, somebody legitimately married named Oli and Lena.
2: (laughs) Well, that's another thing that we're going to talk about is the symbolism that's used on headstones and what it means traditionally. That may not be the reason why someone picked it, but that's how it is interpreted traditionally. Because if there is, for example, a book on someone's headstone that may have been picked for the symbolic reason which you'll hear about on tours or it could be because they liked reading you just you don't know um but there are ways in which we can give a wider context as you say to things and why they may be seen
0: and understanding the death practices at the time as well practices that are a little weird to us like somebody dying and then the laying out and the visitation happening in somebody's home Mm -hmm. in their parlor instead of the funeral parlor that we think of today
2: yeah so this also plays into a couple things that i can speak to as a board member um first is really the focus of this year is telling stories we're all about storytelling all the time but especially this year As we head into the summer and the fall, you'll see our exhibit hall changeover, where we're going to be talking about specific people's stories, but also how people can tell their own stories and showing that much like in the 1870s, the Swedes and the Norwegians were seen as vastly different, even though we see them as very similar today. And they wanted to tell their own stories their own ways by having their own communities we have a lot more communities in anoka county now that we want them to tell their stories as well um just as my ancestors were recent immigrants back then we have a lot of recent immigrants now who just because they got here 25 years 10 years five years one year ago their history is still worth preserving. So we are going to be telling old stories and new throughout our exhibit hall as we move to change things over going forward. We do like to refresh things about once a year. Typically, we like to change some aspects over our, our exhibit hall. Um, cemetery tours also get us out in the county. So a lot of times people come to us in Anoka and they say, all right, I have to go into Anoka to do research or, well, it's called the Anoka County Historical Society or as sometimes people say, it's the Anoka Historical Society. And uh, you as a staff member have to be like, no, it's the county. Um, We have
0: 21 different places.
2: Yeah. So this gives us the ability to go out into those communities and tell stories so that people don't always have to go into Anoka. We can focus on what we do and, and do it well programmatic opportunities since the pandemic have really expanded. We we can do so much more because of technology.
0: Tickets are on sale right now. We're going to Glen Carey Cemetery. We're also going to Forest Hill Cemetery in the city of Anoka. And some considerations for uh, if you want to go on the tour, maybe at 11 a.m., hopefully sunshine. We won't have to worry about tripping over gravestones. And if that's still a, a an issue for mobility, we have the option of doing a live Zoom tour from the graveside, along with the the t- tour live, as it will, because we have the technology. Yeah. And uh, we're hoping to make them a digital tour offer as well. So if you can't make the tour in person or Uh, ask for that live Zoom accommodation, then we're going to have that video option later.
2: Fantastic. And this goes for anyone who's out of state, too.
0: What else do we want to make sure that people know about our cemetery tours,
2: Joe? Yeah. um, Go to our website. You'll see the link to buy tickets. Um, The more popular these are, the more we can offer in the future. So we are putting... a a good amount of resources towards making these really great and i hope that people come out and uh, join us for these cemetery tours and show us yes this is something that's desired so that we can invest more resources into it
0: getting to know the people in our neighborhood whether they're living or dead yes (laughs) excellent everybody head to our website buy those tickets and we'll see you at the gravesite See you there. Read all about it in the Anoka County Library Minute.
2: Hello, I'm Diana
3: Nurberg, a librarian with Anoka County Library, here with your Library Minute. First, we have 199 Cemeteries to See Before You Die by Lauren Rhodes. In this travel guidebook, readers can learn about cemeteries from around the world and the reasons many flock to see them, from the beautiful surrounding landscapes to the notable residents. Filled with color photographs, this book brings to life some of the most unique locations for laying the dead to rest. Next we have Will Be the Last Ones to Let You Down, a memoir of a gravedigger's daughter by Rachel Hanel. Rachel, being the daughter of a gravedigger in Waseca, Minnesota, grew up in and around cemeteries. But when her father suddenly passes, death and grief take on new meaning. This book is both a poignant memoir and a, quote, masterful meditation on the living elements of our cemeteries, our neighbors, friends, and families, the very histories of our towns and cities. Next, we have All the Living and the Dead, From Embalmers to Executioners, An Exploration of the People Who Have Made Death Their Life's Work by Haley Campbell. While a book about professions dealing with death may sound rather macabre, reviewers of Campbell's book, often describe her writing as moving, compassionate, honest, and even unexpectedly funny. All this careful examination into the business of death leads to some intriguing existential insights. Finally, we have After Life, Ways We Think About Death by Mary Ellen Wilcox. In this middle grade book, children can learn about one of life's most difficult eventualities from both a scientific and cultural standpoint. Each chapter includes information about various death legends, myths, or histories, as well as information about grief and how to support ourselves and others dealing with it. Check out these and more from your local Anoka County library. Until next time, happy learning. Get those
0: library cards and reserve your copy today. Direct links to these books and more can be found in the episode show notes at anokacountyhistory.org. What
1: are you excited about these cemetery tours? I am excited that I don't have to give them and I get to be the roving point at the right flag person.
0: <laughs> I went out there the other day after all of the snow had melted before the snow had come back. Uh, so Was that
1: spring? <laughs> you went out there in spring, right? I did. Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs>
0: to walk around in the wind, trying to map out and actually physically find the locations we're going to be going to. And it was a little difficult. I'm really glad we're going to have those golf legs.
1: We could have little beacons, I suppose, you know, the kind that come up at the North Pole and go, whoop, whoop, whoop. And
0: then we'd have to have flash warnings and uh, <laughs> overstimulation. <laughs> no,
1: thank you. <laughs> but you found all the dead people. I did. Nobody was missing.
0: There was potentially one that I couldn't find. Seriously? It's the grave of an unknown Civil War soldier. And I couldn't find the stone. I found an
1: edging. So we have a mystery within the mystery.
0: I'm excited about it, though. I hope to see everybody on the tours and so that we can bring them back next year and explore
1: new places. I love it. And I love the fact that we'll have the video component so that if you can't physically make it, you can still watch it online. And if you're busy on the day, you can still enjoy them. Excellent. Well, we'll see everybody next week. It's a deal. Do we want transition music? I have transition music built in, Rebecca.
0: If you have a question, want to visit our show notes page for each episode, or would like to share your own story, go to anokacountyhistory.org. Help History 21, the podcast, reach more ears by subscribing and reviewing on your podcast provider. We're all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all those who scroll by. And for our Vault members, you can find special access to podcast extras as well as the latest digital resources at History 21, the Vault, located on our website. Remember, the present is the past of the future.